Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Pretty Messed Up on iHeartRadio. Um, I'm your host, AJ McLean, and my two beautiful co-hosts. I'm going to say beautiful because you're both beautiful. Thank you. Cheryl Burke with her fly swatter and Renee Elizondo with his fly swatter. Hello. <laughs> you Hello. could yeah. use it as a fan. You could use it as a fan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is your fan. Yes. Uh, so listen, uh, today's show... I am really excited about, um, if you guys remember back in the day when we had a amazing gentleman on named Viking Tower, um, talking about his beautiful child being transgender and, uh, that was facilitated by Renee Elizondo, uh, you know, getting him, talking to him on TikTok and then getting him on the show. Uh, I did the same thing with our guest today, um, I've been following her on TikTok ever since she posted a video doing a heavy metal cover of I Want It That Way. And I was like, okay, I saw that, that shit's dope. Um, and then I just started like following her and like listening to her story. And one day she posts a video talking about being sober and how she's just shocked at 
how she's been able to stay sober and all of these things. And I was like, okay, you know what? We got to get her on the show. I talked to her just the other day to kind of get a little pre-story to learn more about her. And let me tell you, her story is pretty amazing. And uh, I'm excited to you know have her on the show and have her, have her tell all of our listeners all about her. Uh, welcome to the show, the beautiful and talented Miss Kiki Wong. Woo! We need like an applause button. I know. Kiki. <laughs> we can do I it. Kiki. This is the applause. It's in surround Yes. Uh, round of applause. There she How's it going? Good, good, good. So, Kiki, let me uh, introduce you to everybody on the show here. Uh, this gentleman, Mr. Rene Elizondo. Uh, not sure where he is on your screen. Above you, beside, below. And the beautiful Cheryl Burke. <laughs> Hello. Um, uh, and, you know, uh, like I told you when I reached out to you uh, earlier this week, that we've made this show basically based on the fact that all three of us at one point or another have crashed and burned um, and we have made it out the other side by the grace of God, thank God, and by being sober. Um, and I kind of gave, their, you know, everybody kind of a backstory about why I reached out to you to have you on the show. Um, you know, the fact that you posted a video not that long ago uh, talking about being sober and how you're just still kind of in awe that you've made it this far and that you continue to stay sober. So for anybody out there that doesn't know who you are uh, or, or your background, uh, the floor is open to you, my dear, to tell all of our listeners who you are, where you're from. Welcome. and. Uh, Welcome and, to our welcome. and how you got to that sobriety. Thank you so much. Um, so I'm Kiki Wong. Um, I do most of my uh, content on like TikTok and Instagram. And basically I've played guitar for like 19 years. So um, you're awesome. Thank you so much. It's been it's been a crazy yes. journey. Um, you know, I've had a, I've worn a lot of hats in life um, and tried to get by. But um, before I was touring in a band that was like a K-pop band that we did K-pop covers and made them heavy. Um, and so I started that in 2012. Um, but that's kind of like when my heavy, I guess, addiction happened because, you know, we were playing these small venues. The small venues like require you to, you know, get people to buy drinks. Like that's how the, the small venues make money. So traveling around in a tiny little van, uh, <laughs> trying to drink and, and do the music stuff, it, you just get caught up in it. Um, put the guitars down for a little while, did some like digital marketing, went corporate. It was very strange. Um, did some travel blogging and then COVID hit. Uh, and we were mm -hmm. like, what do we do? There's no travel. We can't um, do our business, me and my business partner. Um, which is like basically the travel writing and travel blogging stuff. So we went to TikTok and I was like, well, I guess it's time to pick up the guitar again. And um, sure enough, within like since October of last year, uh, the social media thing just totally blew up. Um, to my surprise, I had no idea it would it would do that. And um, yeah, but uh, I did get sober three and a half years ago. So it's congratulations. But you also have a PhD, is that correct? I, I wish. <laughs> that would oh, be awesome. bachelor's, right? <laughs> yes. Oh. Uh, I have a bachelor's. Um, bachelor's. Yeah, okay. I was a, a pre-med. So uh, the funny story about that right. was yeah, I went to school. I was like doing the whole the Asian thing where you be the good yep. Asian girl. And, like, I hear you, girl. You know? I hear you. <laughs> oh, I know that way too well. Yeah. yeah. And um, so I was, uh, yeah, I went to UC Irvine and I got my bachelor's um, in biological science and I was working at 
uh, UCLA Medical Center with stroke, Alzheimer's, and dementia patients. Um, and meanwhile, wow. it was a, one of the life, most life-changing experiences because at yeah. basically 23 years old, I was able to see people at the end of their life. And that gave me a totally mm. different perspective on how to view life. Right. Um, and then our band got offered a tour in China and we were like, they like I told my boss, I was like, I got this tour in China. It's going to be so cool. They're like, that's great. You can't work here. And I was like, oh shoot. <laughs> <laughs> so I quit my job on the spot and the tour got canceled. It was, it was terrible. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> how does that? Uh, that's horrible. How does your parents, do they uh, support you? with your career and you know i'm sure they wanted you to be a doctor but do they support your you know music career and your podcast and all of that it, um to be honest it was a it was a journey to get there because i i think a lot of the times i had big dreams i've had big, big aspirations but not mm. like i didn't execute all the time and i think a lot had to do with um just struggling with uh addiction and um even though i was a, like a functioning alcoholic i think it made it worse because um it was justifiable in that sense. So uh, eventually, yeah. once I did get sober, uh, my parents did understand that, hey, you can overcome this and, and you can see success and, and sort of uh, find my way through the world. So it took a while to get right. there, but they did in the end. Yeah. So. Kiki, uh, I wanted to say first how impressed I am. I don't think I've ever met anybody in like with the degree that you have that also shreds on a guitar that's <laughs> super sick you know so i'm really impressed with that but i was going to say you know i wanted to talk about the addiction right and and obviously uh, well i'm sober and i've been to lots of rehabs and i've learned the hard way right that um addiction is such a deadly thing right it took me a long time to finally get to a place and, and at, what I wanted to ask you was we just had a guest on on another podcast that talked about sex drugs and rock and roll right it's the romanticism of it right it's like if you're going to be a rock star you got to do the other parts it comes with as a package right did did that have a draw on you that sort of like well so-and-so's done it so-and-so did it they you know what did that romanticism kind of play into justifying being caught up in it i think 100 percent, especially like when we were playing sometimes you know like being in a, a van like our very, very first tour we had five asian girls it was an asian girl rock band and um we had one band with seven seats and we had nine people because we hired like a some of our friends to come along, you know? And um, so I remember like sitting hot dogged in the back of the van, like sleeping in the back of the van with me, my keyboardist and uh, my drummer. And so we were just like sandwiched like little hot dogs in there. And like, you know, we had big dreams. So we were willing to do whatever it took to get there. And being one Asian and two female in the rock industry, you know, people didn't know what we were. They were like, what is this? This is so weird. And they didn't take us seriously. Um, so I felt like when, you put on this show of like rock and roll, like hard, like in your face, like drink, you know, badass. Like that's was like all of the package that we felt like we had to go twice as hard. So people would take yeah. us seriously and not look at us like little Asian girls that you're like, oh, you know, like, like that kind of thing. Some street, street cred, exactly. right? You kind of need yeah, I mean, that I, street cred. Yeah. It's, you know, it's funny that you say that because, you know, a few years back, um, my 
or one of my security that is part of our, you know, group security was out with baby metal and I went and saw them and it, first of all, most incredible show I've ever seen. I was like, what am I watching right now? I don't understand what I'm watching, but I love it. Um, but you know, talking to people that were around them, you know, and these are young, again, Asian girls in this death metal pop band, which was so weird, but incredible at the same time. And again, like the pressures of, you know, trying to uphold a certain uh, appearance, a certain vibe, a certain look, um, a certain sound, all these things. I know it happened to me um, where, you know, everybody started calling me the bad boy and I'm the biggest pushover you will ever meet (laughs) and the biggest heart and I'm just a freaking puss. But, you know, I, I, I start dyeing my hair, I get all the tattoos, piercings, and I'm labeled as the bad boy. So in my mind, I'm like, well, what do bad boys do? They they set fire to their hotel room or they do whatever. I never did. I, I, I didn't do that. <laughs> I did try to throw a chair out of a window once. Oh, um, gosh. But the Close. window was one of those windows That's that stopped fine. at a certain point. So I couldn't fit the chair through. So I then threw fruit out as opposed to the chair. <laughs> uh, broke someone's windshield, but nobody could prove that it was me. But... Well, now they can. Sorry about that, whoever that was. Yeah. 20 now, years ago. Now you're screwed. That was me. I threw the grapefruit and cracked your windshield. But plus, plus, boy bands are just known for I being I mean, boy such bands are known asses. for, yeah, we're so yeah, badass. They're hardcore. Oh, yeah. You know, because we're from the back streets. Oh, yeah. I'm done. Sorry. The back street. Wow. That's hysterical. Yeah. Um, no, so I, I, I kind of want to ask, you know, on the music side of things, you know, when it comes to, like, heavy metal and all of this stuff and just you know, like rock, rock, rock type music, it's a pretty male-dominated genre. And to be in an all-girl band, um, you know, what did you find was the difference? Or do you think it's it's easier to be the, the only one female with an all-male band? Like, what is the kind of dynamic that you've experienced, you know, now with continuing your music career that's that's an excellent question um ironically i've only well besides the band that i am currently i've been in a lot of all-girl bands so i had the first band which was like the k-pop covers that we made heavy and the second band i was um in a band that was put together by jerry only from the misfits so he put together this group called the she demons and they he picks like girls from around you know canada all over we had two rounds of it um but that was an interesting experience because there were several moments where you know, we're in this punk rock scene and it's like, you know, OGs, like the misfits are like the OGs of punk rock. Mm -hmm. And like, um, people were confused by us. And there was moments like even my, well, my, my bandmate, Alicia Vigil, she plays a bass for Dragon Force now, but she was the bassist for that band. And she would go up on stage with the misfits, um, on one of their sets. And I remember she told me this story that happened to her where she was like ready to go up. And the bouncer was like, no, no, you can't go up there. And she's like, I'm performing. I have, she had a bass in her hand. She's like, I'm performing. And he's like, no, you're a groupie. You can't go up there. And he's like, she's like, I gotta go. Like I'm like five seconds and you better let me on. And eventually like um, the tour manager had to come over and be like, and she had all the access passes and everything, but he just refused to let her on stage. So it was like, what a buzzkill. Buzz what city was that? I think that was in Arizona. Uh, somewhere. Uh, it makes sense if you say it. <laughs> when yeah, when yeah, was yeah, that? Totally what year was sense. that? Um, this had to have been in 2015. Uh, 
2015. So, um, you know, things like that would happen all the time, even even like simple stuff. Like if uh, my ex-boyfriend would carry my guitar and he did play guitar too, but like they would always assume that it was like them performing or like the guy or, um, you know, so. How do you handle all that? It's, it's tough, but it's like, you know, I think like, oddly enough, I grew up in a pretty like predominantly white community. So I feel like mm-hmm. growing up, I faced like a lot of um, you know, people tease me. I was a little nerdy, I had glasses and braces. And I was like, yeah. you know, one of those. And so I think I, I don't, I look at those moments of like, you know, seeing racism and like, kind of like being bullied mm-hmm. a little bit as like, okay, it's primed me to understand that like, um, you know, being kind of judged isn't necessarily like something that's going to take me down. So um, I kind of just look at it like, okay, this is a misunderstanding versus this is a a personal attack. Um, And then you just kind of have to like muscle through. Um, Same with social media, right? Like I'm sure there's lots of trolls. (laughs) There's always going to be, somebody's got something to say Mm. and, you know, and I, and I feel like, like, you know, whether it's the, the racism side of things or it's against women or uh, or whatever homophobia. the case is, mm-hmm. you know, homophobia against the LGBTQ plus community, you know, all all of which irritates me to no end when there's just ignorant people out there. But there are and it's on un, it's unavoidable, um, you know, unfortunately, how do you how do you deal with that in your own way? Because by you, you know, you you could be helping someone out there right now by saying how you deal with that, because I'm sure you've had people on TikTok, just like I've had people on TikTok say some dumb shit to me that I I just I can brush it off now. But there was a point years ago when I first joined social media that I couldn't stay quiet. If one person said something that pissed me off, I would be reactive as as opposed to being pro amongst the million great things that are that they're saying about you, right? I mean, you know, it's been high and low. But what what how do you handle that, you know, being female, being Asian, being in the line of work that you are in, how do you respond to that? That's a great question. Um, I'll never forget the first time um, I experienced that, like, like the heat from 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 social media. And it was in 2012, we released our first music video for the girl band. And it's a bad music video, let me just tell you. But it was something so different because like, it was all of us Asian girls, right? We all had like instruments and we were like, making this k-pop song like super heavy we were wearing like latex dresses we had like crazy drag makeup that like did not look okay at all it was unacceptable but like we killed the song and they hadn't heard anything like that in the in the k-pop scene at the time so um one of the biggest k-pop uh publications at the time had reposted it and then we started getting a lot of traction on youtube and that's kind of like where our career for that took off but what happened simultaneously was that it took one person to say they're all lady boys. <laughs> and then like, yeah, wow. just one person. And then that wow. concept propagated throughout. Um, wow. And I was like, you know, I was, uh, I guess 2012, I was relatively young and new to this world or like the music scene. And I'm just like, uh-huh. oh my gosh, like they're saying some really mean stuff. Like, and, um, and I was like upset. And, you know, I went and scrolled through like thousands of comments at the time. And um, my singer, she had, she was actually one of those like MySpace kind of like queens. And so she'd gone through it already. She already knew she's, um, and so she's like, listen, don't read the comments. Like people, they, 
like thrive off of negativity and she's like whatever mm-hmm. you do don't read the comments and don't let it take you down because it's not you it's not you as a person because they don't know who you are they don't know what you do every day they don't know what you what your personality is like they see what they see on the screen and that's not a true representation of you i think all of us can agree that we have like a on-screen mm-hmm. personality and then someone that we like talk to our parents or something or like our, our significant other so I really resonated with me because it was hard and like um, it was funny someone had written on one of my <laughs> videos like the other day uh, they said that like like I, again the ladyboy thing kind of came up and they said that I looked like 55 and transitioning and I was like you know oh is is wild and then I'm like you know but like it's okay because I think that again it's like it's it's a miscommunication it's not a um, a personal hit. So whatever right. it is, sometimes they just want a reaction as well. Do you respond to those trolls. types of people? Um, I don't, um, because I think what happens with TikTok, especially, is that it's kind of created this environment where people are becoming popularized through negativity, and maybe it wasn't unintentionally that way, but I think because people sometimes react to those negative videos, and sometimes those can be really funny, um, and then you know those yeah. can propagate, and people think, okay, this idea was hilarious, right? But what happens is that people who may not create content themselves look for ways that they control on other people to get popularity through that. So I feel yeah, that's what they are. 100%. Commenters oh. that's troll yeah. that they troll. And I would suggest to anybody on the planet on social media, never think you're going to be able to talk mm-hmm. to a troll. No, you know what and, I mean? They, yeah, that's and, what they want. They would die for you to respond yeah. to them Well, directly. and then when you do, let's say they apologize profusely, right? Like, they're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, that wasn't me. You know, they get really, well, I, they, I guess, They don't expect you to respond. And then when you do respond, they clam up or they just disappear and they start a whole new page because right. they didn't expect it to happen. And, you know, like in the social media world, which I've noticed, I'm, you know, I'm fairly new to TikTok, but... You know, the the first thing I learned, which is really interesting, is the algorithm and the way that it's set up. There is a dark side of TikTok mm. and there is a positive side. Mm-hmm. I immediately attached myself to like Ed Dudes and JT Laybourne and all these guys that are that are that it's all about love and positivity. Yeah. And I never only recently, like somehow, some way a video came up. And it immediately rubbed me the wrong way, and it was so bad. And I just, you know, scrolled, and I'm like, oh, God, I hope now it's not going to be stuck in my algorithm, and I'm going to start getting all these negative Nancy videos, because that's not the shit that I want to see. I don't need that in my life, nor do I want that in my life. And But it's unfortunate, because that's, that's how it's going to be on social media, any platform. There's no way to siphon mm-hmm. through that. I, I, um, one of the things that I want to ask you, Kiki, is obviously, look, Pre-med, <laughs> biological science, in in insanely talented musician. Um, you've obviously changed the, your path a few times. Um, what advice do you have for for anyone that that is out there that like you know is scared to follow their true passion? Because you know you do have families where it's like whether it's religious based or it's just cultural based you know mom and dad want you to do this and that's it and only that and everything else can just go to the wayside and then there's you know luckily families that are like whatever you want to do follow your heart what is your advice to any young women out there that are scared to and men and men 
but to follow their dream, you know, to really follow their dream, no matter if, if they got a PhD or if, you know, whatever the case is, what is your advice to them? That's I honestly, like, I was just talking about this earlier today and you know, the, the, the typical like interview question, it's like, where do you see yourself in 10 years? Like, or what do you oh, say, you know, yeah. and I feel like people who are, you know, trying to find themselves like that question is like, is so, so not, I cannot answer exactly. Like, it's like, I feel like my life has changed so many times within the last five years that that wouldn't have been a valid question because, you know, life kind of happens as it goes. Um, and I think, if you are passionate enough and you are dedicated enough and you love what you do enough, you're not going to go by the five-year plan. It won't happen that way, but you, your drive and dedication will get you there. And I say, always go for what you truly believe is what you feel that you want to do and makes you happy. Um, But know also that the road to get there is never easy. It's going to hurt and you will fall and you will fall low. And sometimes you'll fall and feel like you don't want to get up the next day. But I feel like that if you are strong enough in your and knowing that you are passionate about what you do, that's going to pull you through no matter what type of obstacle that you are thrown at. I think a lot of times people say, follow your dreams, follow your dreams. It's going to be great. It's not great all the time, but it sucks sometimes. It's true. Um, It's an uphill battle. Exactly. It's true. But it's always worth it. Well, listen, listen, we're going to take a quick break and come back with more uh, with you, Kiki, here on iHeartRadio Pretty Messed Up. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time you name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store, clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. 
There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. We're back. And we're back. Okay, we're back. <laughs> we're back, guys. <laughs> I do. I do want to touch on something kiki first of all what you just said was beautiful and you're a living example of that right because let's be honest there are cultural things right there are cultural things for you uh okay so i've been to rehab a bunch of times and literally it was rare to see an asian person in rehab right and it's not because there isn't addiction in the Asian community, it's just that you shame. we don't talk about that. You don't bring, you don't bring, you know, shame to the family. And unfortunately, a, a lot of Asian people end up not getting the help because of mm-hmm. cultural. Um, they would rather kill pressures. themselves. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, you know, I imagine your parents didn't really picture you as a heavy metal artist, right? Like, if we're honest, like, right? That wasn't their number one, right? So I love the fact that that none of that stopped you, you know? None of the, what do people think I'm supposed mm-hmm. to do? So you're a living example of that, you know? And, and I just wanted to point that yeah. out. I, I love that I'm sitting here looking at you, tatted <laughs> up. I've seen some of your videos. You rock. AJ and I were golfing You're today. amazing. I won. <laughs> And he was showing. He was showing. Do you have uh, to keep saying it? Like, well, I did not, win. It's just facts. It's one you know, out could, of like how many, dude? Like, <laughs> facts, I mean, let's just facts. be real. It's so. Kiki, but he was I show- could totally relate to your story too. My, you know, my mother never wanted me to be a dancer. Right? She wanted me to take over her business and her company, and always said to me, "You'll never make money as a ballroom dancer ever." But like, also thanks to her for the support, right? For like allowing me to ballroom dance. But boy, or oh boy, that was not, I never went to college, you know, and that's like a big thing. And I found it very hard for, I guess, to get, to feel accepted and um, and not judged, right? It really affected me. Like, I definitely have mommy issues, you know, and like, we're still figuring it out. Like, my mom is an amazing woman. Don't get me wrong. She's an amazing businesswoman. But it's that, uh, I guess it's that a challenge when it comes to mother daughter um really having that like affection and vulnerability and trust do you find that with your mom um or your dad do you find that there's those challenging moments to be totally 100% vulnerable absolutely i like the journey that 
I've been through even just within the last like 15 years has been insane. Like um, for, and I feel like I do feel guilty sometimes that I feel guilty for putting my parents mm. through a roller coaster of like, maybe she's going to do it this time. And, oh, wow, she screwed up again. Maybe this is a glimpse of hope. Oh gosh, not again. Like, and, and um, yeah. it, it, it's disheartening for me. There was moments where my mom, I would talk to her every day. There was moments where she didn't speak to me for like half a year. There are moments where they yeah. thought that they had to come and uh, do a intervention and just like pull me out of my life and uproot everything and, and figure out what's going on. Um, and like, you know, I even went back to like doing, working as a corporate person, doing digital marketing in Korea. Mm-hmm. I moved to Korea for um, working for this like music um, software company, um, and like pitching, like doing like with basically the suits and like, I'm ready, here we go. And they thought this mm-hmm. was it. exactly, Nine to five. but the irony yeah. of that was that all those Korean business people are drinking seven days a week. And so, you know, it right. looks good on paper, but meanwhile, that was probably one of the most detrimental, um, things on my behavior, um, in terms of like my health and behavior and just, and, and over drinking and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, you know, nothing is, is as it seems. And I think, um, eventually, you know, oh, yeah. um, within like this year, I was able to finally develop a really strong relationship and I'm 32 now. So like, this is the year that my parents really finally believe we can trust her. She knows what she's doing. And every conversation has been supportive and it took years to get there. Um, Right. Was it through therapy or did you guys get help? It was kind of like, you know, (laughs) it it was moment in probably around October and um, I had, was in a long-term, I was in a relationship for eight and a half years. And then we cut things off in September. Um, and like, I kind of just like nuked my life. I was like, I'm nuclear bombing everything. And it was, it was a tough breakup. I met someone new who was like, like, you know, not quite, um, what my parents thought I would be dating. And, um, but he was an amazing person and like really, uh, like pushed me to mm-hmm. do the things that I wanted and said, you have potential to really blow up on social media. You should take this and run. And I remember my mom was giving me trouble about like an outfit that I wore, which wasn't terrible. And then I said, mom, like, I was, I taught, I, I sat her down on FaceTime and she was like, ah, like going off on me. And she's like, don't wear that. That was bad. And I said, mom, like, first off, I love you. And I smiled and I said, it very like, you know, no room for negativity. And I said, I love, I love you. And I want you to know that everything that I do it doesn't harm anybody. Nothing that I do harms anybody. And I'm doing things that make me happy and that it's going to make me grow as a person. And I hope that you can accept that. And I said it very loving. And she wow. didn't know what to do. Wow. And she, cause she was so used to kind of harping on me for a bit. And she kind of was like, right. okay. And like a couple of days later, oh. complete change. I don't know what happened. Um, and I think with obviously the success did help because they felt, okay, finally she's got her, her stuff together. But that was an absolute mm-hmm. defining moment. You could say <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, you could say shit. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you, oh, shit, 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 shit. There you go. You're good. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. 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 You just be oh, yeah. you, girl. You just be you. There's no filter <laughs> button on this shit. Awesome. No yeah. more. No, no, no. <laughs> but it was, a, it was a defining moment. And um, yeah. I spent every year of my life trying to like, please, but I realized yeah. that like, you know, the choices that you make, cause I mean, the tattoo thing is crazy. My ex-boyfriend was a tattoo artist right. for eight and a half years. Um, and I never got tattoos. My parents said, don't get tattoos. Um, and he like was kind of like, don't, well, don't get tattoos. If you know, I want to make sure that I'm not the reason why you're getting tattoos. So we just, I just never got tattoos. We broke up. He ended up doing all of my tattoos now. Um, 
but like the tattoo thing and like the hair and just like the, the music yeah. and the path that I chose. Um, I even have like an OnlyFans. It's not like R-rated. It's just like PG-13. It's nothing crazy. But like even them accepting yeah. that was like a huge step. But they know that um, it's all a part of the journey and, and they've totally let go. Mm. And it's just been an absolutely incredible experience. That's that's amazing. That really just taught me a lot too. Is like I sometimes would blame myself for my mom's outbursts, you know, but really I have to understand that I'm not a piece of shit. Like it's it's my mom's thing, you know, and I have to learn to separate. So thanks for sharing that. That really helps. How about your dad? You mentioned your mom a lot. Like what was the dynamic with your father? So the interesting part about my dad is that he was, so he was 25 years colonel in the army so he's like very regimented very scheduled um but he's also like really just laid back and he used to play in a band called the sing song wongs (laughs) the sing song -Song wongs Wongs. and they did like (laughs) and they did like traditional chinese instruments with his like uh five other brothers and sisters and um he used to sing a little bit in the boy san francisco's boy chorus boys chorus um so he has that musical talent um but the funny part about my dad is like He's always been like kind of like not vocally as vocally supported, but always very supportive. Like when I was doing the the Misfits thing, he was like looking up everything and like, oh, the Misfits are here and like Jerry's doing this. And like he was like all in it. And I'm like, oh, that's actually really cool. Like he's like super into it. Um, And like I think, you know, through this journey, I was able to like really like harness that relationship with my parents and um, especially like this last year. ironically as I got the tattoos and kind of changed um my whole outlook I think they respected it so do you have I have a brother um so there's a couple of videos that my brother and I we do the shred guitars together (laughs) so we have a sibling shred (laughs) um so he's a he's actually a a chemical engineer PhD he's the PhD so he works okay Um, he's amazing Um, my best friend He's older, older by younger. 18 months. So um, phenomenal guitar player. Absolutely blows me out of the water. Um, Was there ever any like be more like your brother kind of stuff going on? Which yeah, and I say this because I've been to rehab lots of times and these things come up all the time. People that felt they lived under the shadow of someone, you know, and, and I know that that could be sometimes burdensome. You um, know, you know I, I think like, it wasn't even my parents that were necessarily like that, but I always looked up to my brother. I thought he was just the greatest thing that was like brought on the world. And, awesome. you know, when we were little kids, he was so good to me. And he would like, um, whenever he liked something, he's like, my favorite soda is Mountain Dew. I was like, me too. He's like, my favorite candy is Skittles. I was like, me too. And like, still, I still love Mountain Dew Aww. and I still get packs of Skittles in my, in my thing. So um, he may not know it as much because he's the older brother, you know, but I really looked up to him. He was the one that got me into heavy metal. Uh, he showed me the first bands. He grew his hair all the way down to his butt. And we were like these little like thrash, like metal kids That's in so high cool. school. So, that's awesome. Um, oh, I love so I, I, going going back to the sobriety subject, what 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 do you do today to or like what inspires you or what do you do today to maintain that sobriety? Because it isn't it isn't easy. Um, you know, it's I, I I'll speak only for myself when I say like you know, working a 12 step program and, you know, having a sponsor, going to meetings, all those things. That's what I need to do for me because I just, I've tried it the other way and I've fallen way too far down where I, I barely was able to claw my way back out. 
Um, but Say it. Spiritual path or the psychopath? Yes, it's the spiritual path or the psychopath. Is he said it last what, week. That's, what I, that's how I have to live my life. But what do, you, what do you do to maintain your sobriety today? Is it through your music? Is it you know, meetings? Is it, what, what is it that meditation, you do? Meditation, prayer. Meditation, anything? prayer. Like, what do you do to maintain that, that, that constant sobriety? Well, wait, so the thing that really got me sober was actually Muay Thai. So I mean, yes, I yeah, heard that. And it's like, awesome. honestly, like, oh man, it was just so crazy. Like my, me and my ex were the kind of like enablers with each other. So we both like went through mm-hmm the craziest, but we always had each other. So like, it was, it felt safe in that sense, but it was also deadly because we would, you know, propagate that behavior amongst each other. But there was one day I remember, I thought I was never going to get sober. I was like, I'm going to drink until I die when I'm 40. Like I just accepted that, you know, I was like, you know, this is it. Like I'm living my life. Let's go, you know? (laughs) And like, at the time he and I like, didn't want to have kids and stuff like that. So we're just like, let's just go. And like, let's go crazy. But then there was like a new year's but we were like, hey, it would be cool to do Muay Thai kickboxing. And I did a little bit in high school. And I was like, let's just go. Let's try it. So we went to this little place, got the wraps on and started going. And I was like, oh, 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 oh this is awesome. Um, and like, I remember going to like one um, like workout and I was hungover. And I was like, there's no possible way that there's absolutely no possible way I could continue to do this. So we did have each other like to help each other stay sober. Um, and that was, I think, mm-hmm. crucial. However, like once we did, you know, find our sobriety together, I think we changed as, as people. Cause you know, when you become sober, you sort of revert yeah, back to yeah. who you yeah. were before. Get to know who exactly. you are. Yeah. Um, but yeah. we are still good friends. Um, but I think Muay Thai, like I trained, I went and put full blast addiction in the Muay Thai. hundred percent. I was, yeah. That's what I, that's yeah. what I do with dancing. I mean, yeah, still to this day. I, and I think like the physical aspect of it too, it just, it keeps you engaged and it keeps you like focused. Um, something happened. It just mm-hmm. clicked. And I was like, I can't go back. Um, it is hard now because I don't do Muay Thai as much. Um, but I like, I think honestly, the amount of work that I have to do with guitar and like, and the COVID thing was kind of helpful yeah. because I didn't end up going out to places. It's usually when you're out at like, events or doing this or that is where things start to get you know they've got that bar that says like unlimited yeah Yeah, you know but I think that really helps so far um and meditation I put on the meditation thing every single night like clockwork and I do my whole meditation do the affirmations and all of that um so you do have a spiritual program that's awesome yeah I mean yeah that's in yeah that's look that's that's incredible I do it these days I, I follow a spiritual program these days, not because I'm at risk of drinking. I don't miss it. I don't want it. I know that if I just have one sip, I'm done. I literally, I'll probably, I would throw everything away. But I do it today to just kind of like what it helps me is helps me get out of my own way, right? It helps me with the negative thinking. It helps me with looking at the life glass half empty, you know? And uh, so, yeah, I'm always curious. People, I don't understand how people get through life without some kind of spiritual program. I just don't. Honestly, yeah, I don't. I, I, I didn't used to think that way until now. Not and, me you know, yeah. and, I, and I'm like, man, yeah, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not walking this planet. I'm not st- sitting here talking to you guys alive mm-hmm. without something greater than me 
that has helped restore my life to sanity because literally, you know, looking back on all the shit I did and the people that I affected, um, it, it used to like really like not sit well with me. And I'm not saying that it sits well with me now, but at least I can look back on it and go, okay, I know why I did those things. I never want to do those things again. And I don't have to do those things again because I have these tools that I have in my life for me today that have always been there. I just never, I never put pen to paper. I never, I never reached out to anybody. You know, I would always do it after the fact, you know, and I was the the master manipulator uh, with all my bandmates and my family and my wife and my friends and, or at least I thought I was. And it worked until it didn't, you know, because at some point everything stops working. Like Mm -hmm. I thought I was so cool and so slick, you know, FaceTiming with my wife or FaceTiming with my friends at night, you know, when I'm really not going to bed, I'm getting ready to go out and rage and my face is all red and splotchy. But, you know, I, I have psoriasis. So like, you know, I, I'm thinking, oh, I could pull it off for that. No, it's come to find out I'm allergic to potato. And what makes vodka? Potato. So I'm like, great. Now I'm getting busted by everybody going, yeah, dude, we could tell. Like, it's all, it's literally, it's all over your face. Like, there's no hiding it. AJ, um, that was really sweet what you said, uh, the finding something higher than yourself, a power greater than yourself. And that was really sweet. I, I assume you're talking about me, right? Yes, yes, you, you, yes, yes. Um, So just to shift gears again, I just want, so in 2019, uh, you and your bandmate wrote the 30-day travel challenge and how to make your travel dreams a reality. Tell us what that is and what is that about? Like, and do you still do that today? Aren't you guys New York Times bestseller? Uh, Oh gosh, I don't think we we made it that far. (laughs) We were like on Amazon, Uh, uh, like the travel section bestseller. Yes, you did, yes, you did. (laughs) I've, I definitely oh, heard awesome. of this before. Yeah. The um, it was so. it was a really, yeah, it was a cool experience. Um, basically, like what had happened with the travel thing was that like I was working that corporate job and like I had just lost that uh, the music and I just kind of threw it away. I was like, I'm giving up on music completely. And that was like a, a depressing moment for me. It was just so mm. soul draining. And I was like, I'm going to do what people want me to do. Um, but meanwhile, we had the Sitting Duck website, which was our band. It was nylonpink.tv. Um, and like, we were like, well, what do we do with it? So we turned it into like this beauty blog at first. And then she was like, well, you're in Korea. Like, um, you know, why don't we just kind of like make it travel too? So we like started writing and the amount of writing that was required is absurd. Like we went hard. We treated it like a full-time job. So you we wrote, wrote it. We wrote like wrote. everything. Wow. And then eventually we started like touring um, and like me, uh, doing media trips with uh, tourism boards. So they started inviting us and saying, hey, like, can you write stories about um, this place and that place? And then eventually we're like, this stuff isn't as hard as you think. Um, traveling can be a lot easier. So my business partner and I decided to write the book together um, and we published it ourselves. So you traveled to all yeah, these we places? Yeah, we went to, I think about 34 countries, I think, 35 maybe. Wow. Um, and wow. Damn. I would love that. It was, That's it my was dream. really fun. It was it was a crazy experience. And then we would go and speak on like KTLA and like to, um she still does it. Yeah. She's killing it. She writes like for huge publications now. Um she took it to the next level and oh. I, I went the music route. But um it was like it was such a cool experience. And we wanted to write the book, not necessarily to like try and sell it or like we were like, listen, like there's a lot of 
like travel or anything that we want to do that seems daunting is all mindset. It's a hundred percent mindset. It's about mm-hmm. getting your mind right. And yeah. like, I think a lot of the times we, f- we focus so hard on like the, the process. It's like, okay, well, money's the first thing I can't afford to go travel. I can't do this. I can't do that. And we were like, well, we've learned this process through sobriety. Why don't we share what we've applied from, from our so- sober journey? Cause she's been sober for, I think about eight years now. And she goes uh, through the program and everything. Wow. Um, and we're like, let's use our tools that we've it got from sobriety and apply it to the way that you can book a dream travel job or a dream travel uh, j- destination. So we were like 30 days. Yeah, we're done. Okay. <laughs> so we're like 30 days, let's yeah. go. Let's like get, and we, we actually tested it out. We had a bunch of people on Facebook that were just like, let's do it for free. You guys wow. want to try it? So like. You should do that with everything. I do believe that everyone, look, I'm only on my fourth step. I don't even know if I'm allowed to say that, but I think everyone should be doing it. <laughs> I don't disagree with you at all. We've, we've, I mean, we've actually talked about this on the show that, yeah. I mean, it would be a game changer for the world, just, even, us, just us as a society in yeah. general. Yeah. And even would. if you don't even, let's say specifically talk about the 12 steps, right? Just mm. being able to be on a path where you're communing with nature, talking mm-hmm. to people on an honest level, none of the BS that comes, let's be frank, with the entertainment industry where everybody, you're trying to talk to someone and they're looking over your mm. shoulder to see if someone bigger, you know, name or who they can network with. That's like such a soulless, it's like, so bad. you know, uh, empty wasteland, you know? So, and, and believing in a higher power, I think, really helps. For me, it has, for it sure. It Look, let's just say it. Sobriety rocks. Sobriety does totally rock. You guys, I won't right, wake let- up tomorrow going, why did I talk to those guys about sobriety? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, no. Right. All right, Kiki, before we let you go, um, I'm just going to rattle off a couple of things to you, rapid fire, and your knee-jerk reaction, and, or, you know, or uh, knee-jerk <laughs> answer, okay? Talk shoe, so, talk here shoe. we go. Here we go. Okay. Rancid. Misfits. <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, the skull, I guess. Um, yep, come on. Oh, Misfits, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, let's say uh, Alice in Chains or Puddle, Alice of, in Chains. Puddle of Mud. Alice in Chains. Okay, you know. okay. Uh, let's say uh, Aerosmith or Guns uh, N' Roses. Metallica, okay. Backstreet okay. Boys. <laughs> No, no, InSync or Backstreet Boys? No, InSync no, or Backstreet Boys? Boys. No. Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys. InSync or Backstreet Boys? Easy. Okay, okay. okay. No Easy problem. there, Tiger. Okay, hold on. All right. No, I just wanted to like throw out random random bands and then see if we could throw 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 ours in there and see if you would if I could trick you. If I could trick you to just say InSync and be like, oh, oh, we made a mistake. Get her off the show. Oh, my God. Uh, Kiki, before we let you go, first of all, thank you so much for your honesty, your vulnerability and sharing your story. Um, where can people find you? Uh, tell us all your handles and all this, all the places where everyone can, uh, can Um, find you. You can find me, uh, basically TikTok, uh, Instagram. I started a Twitch stream. I just play video games and (laughs) it's just silly. Um, all of the stuff is at Kiki Wongo across the board. And, uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. Uh, Oh, you know, we did have our sober podcast, so it was called from hell to wellness. Um, but then the pandemic hit, it was really hard for us to get together because of it. Um, and so it's, it, Maybe I, I'm not sure. <laughs> Maybe you bring it back. Yeah, you <laughs> but should. It was a lot of fun. So. 
You could yeah. do all your like Segway commercial breaks just like thrashing. Like, yeah. Yeah. After this break, we'll be right back. <laughs> oh my God. That would be, be so awesome. cool. As if you don't have enough on your plate though. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you so much, Kiki. Thank you. And you're always welcome thank back you. here. And um, thank cheers. you for opening thank up. You so I really, much. Thank you. really appreciate it. Thank you. It was so Kiki. nice to talk. You're awesome. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Cheers, darling. All right, you guys, uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to answer uh, one of your questions. Be, be right back on uh, iHeartRadio Pretty Missed Up. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time you name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store, clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. And we are back here on iHeartRadio, Pretty Messed Up. Uh, thank you again to our guest. Uh, guys and gals, go check her out. She's um, awesome. She is incredible, and uh, she is 
beyond talented and uh she is a a very very uh inspiring individual hence why i asked her to be on the show so good get good uh, you know you know how we say oh she rocks yeah she literally rocks she literally rocks like Like, literally literally. like rocks out (laughs) so as you guys know we uh love to hear your questions and your emails uh so please keep sending those in and as always don't forget to hit that subscribe button give us five stars and we will keep on doing what we do um so we do have a question uh from stephanie uh and stephanie asks as the world opens back up my nine to five job has asked us all to come back into the offices at least twice a week. I've really been struggling to go anywhere as my anxiety about COVID continues and is even worse due to the Delta. Yeah, I hate Delta Airlines too. Anyways, what are some <laughs> tips you guys use to ease your worries and anxieties? Um, you know, I have anxiety as you say that question. <laughs> I know. I mean, for me, Stephanie, um, you know, I. I try to do things responsibly. I try to do what is what is suggested and what is asked uh, because life has to continue. Life has to move forward. Life goes on, um, even with all the cat you know catastrophic things that have happened since 2020 all the way up to now. Now with the Delta variant, um, and I'm sure I hate to say there'll probably be more variants. Um, mm-hmm. It's just that's the nature of the beast. But I would suggest to you, you know, just baby steps. Take One it step easy. One step at a time. One step at a time, you know, uh, and just just be cautious, but be responsible. And, Lim- can I you add know, to don't, that? don't, don't like lock yourself up and like drive yourself nuts because that's, that can don't only lead to yeah. bad things. Yeah. So also, right, if I'm having scary thoughts, I'm going to be very fearful, right? The only way I can push out scary thoughts is through either reading positive, you know, affirmations, proverbs, uh, find yourself a book that has inspiring things. Couple that with making a gratitude list in the mornings, like pen to paper, like, right, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that I was able to get, I'm, I'm grateful I was able to get out of bed unassisted. It starts to, little by little, starts to push out the negativity that I wake up with, frankly, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, when I do a whole list of things I'm grateful for, I start feeling less fearful, right? And at yeah. the end of the day, that's what anxiety is. It's fear, right? Fear mm-hmm. of the unknown. But if I'm only focusing on Delta, like I would also limit how much news you take in because I've stopped because you turn it on, it's Delta, Delta, Delta. And I'm telling you, yeah, you, if that's all you're listening to, you're going to end up in a fetal position, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, so a gratitude list, reading some positive literature, you know, uh, and talking to friends, let friends know how you feel. Don't keep it all inside. If I could add to that, I actually do. Um, that was great, Renee, because I, I have a five minute journal and it's a gratitude journal where like every morning you say three things that you're um, that you feel gratitude towards and three things that you want for that day and then an affirmation. And then at night you go back to it and it asks, um, what are three things that were great that happened today in your life? And what is one thing that you may have wanted just to be better as far as like a better version of yourself. And you can get this five minute journal on Amazon. Love Love that. And remember negativity 
is contagious, but so is positivity. You know, mm -hmm. I yep. love being around people that are positive. You know, today when we were on the golf course where I beat AJ, we were being really <laughs> positive. He was making me laugh a lot. You know, that's why you I was, won. Because I was letting him win by, you know, getting a case of the yips. Um, anywho, thank you, Stephanie. And thank you, everybody out there for tuning oh, in. I would like to say one last thing and uh, no jokes. I want to thank all the people that listen, right? A lot of them have made it part of their routine to listen. They, they, they do it on their way to work. Mm -hmm. They say they're actually... They look forward to our new episodes. That it's actually part of their entertainment. They're sort of, they, you, it's part of mine, you know, right? <laughs> it <really> yeah. does. <laughs> so thank you guys for yes, all those people who have made it part of their lives to listen to us. Uh, I, I know I could speak for everyone. We're very grateful for that. Totally. Yeah. Thank yes, you. Thank you to everybody out there, and keep tuning in. And uh, thank you again, as always. Stay safe out there, and then, until next time. Uh, this is Pretty Messed Up on iHeartRadio. Follow Pretty Messed Up on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.